Thank you for tuning in to Summary Judgment, where Austin personal injury attorneys Josh Fogelman and Aaron Von Flater of FBF Law discuss the ins, outs, and in-betweens of personal injury cases. Hello out there. This is Aaron Von Flater, and I'm here with my law partner, Josh Fogelman, uh, founding members of FBF Law. We started our law firm about five years ago and have uh, created a different kind of firm designed to educate consumers and, and uh, let them have informed options and form decisions before they uh, go in and talk to insurance companies. Today, uh, we wanted to take on one of these big topics, which is total losses. You know, what happens when your vehicle has been deemed a quote unquote total loss and what even is a total loss? Um, let's start with that definition. I'll, I'll start us off here. A total loss is a, a vehicle that's not economically repairable. In other words, it would cost more money to repair it than the vehicle is worth. And there's some reasons why the insurance companies are able to insist on paying you that, that lower figure. Um, you know, it's a heads, uh, heads I win, tails you lose situation. But uh, once the insurance company has deemed it a total loss, that means they're going to offer you some money, right? Um, Josh, let's talk about what are they actually offering you money for and, and is it negotiable? Sure. So a total loss generally means that based on the economics of the amount of damage that was done to the vehicle, it doesn't make sense to repair it anymore. And so what the insurance company has a legal responsibility to do is to replace your vehicle. They have a legal obligation to pay you the fair market value of what it would cost you to go out and replace the exact vehicle that you had. Same year, same make, same model, same mileage, same options, same wear, same tear. The, the purpose of this being to make you whole and to get you back into the exact same vehicle you had before the vehicle was damaged. We are always asked about what, whether or not that amount that an insurance company first offers can be negotiated. And the answer is maybe. Um, you know, insurance companies have their own programs that they use and own software and tools and databases that they use to evaluate what the replacement value of a car is. But at the end of the day, fair market value means fair market value. And sometimes insurance companies don't take into consideration the vehicle's particular condition or unique features about the vehicle, such as you know, the vehicle's rarity or desirability on the fair market. Uh, sometimes the insurance companies will use a lesser quality of the vehicle. Uh, say, for example, that the vehicle was in worse condition than it really was to try to devalue it. So they can be negotiated in some circumstances if you know what you're doing. Yeah, it takes a lot of research. And I think one thing that's it's important to mention is, as Josh said, it's replacement value, fair market value. That's different than trade-in value. A lot of people, um, you know, come to us with these offers from the insurance companies. They say, is this, is this what they can do to me? And, and the answer is, you know, let's look at their paperwork. What are they sending you? What are they basing this off of? Have they used one of those databases that, that compares, just like in the real estate market, comparable vehicles being sold in your market, um, same make and model? And, and not the trade-in value. That's never going to be the right answer in one of these cases. So if, if you're getting uh, a trade-in value or even something that's averaged with trade-in value, that's something to fight. You know, we can definitely um, help you and guide you through that. We're personal injury lawyers, right? So what we work on are injury cases, but all, a lot of our clients have been in car accidents because it's a very common way to get injured. And so, you know, we're, we're very well trained in this. A lot of our lawyers, including me, are former insurance adjusters. And it's important to try to keep them honest. Um, Josh, if, uh, 
if someone is getting lowballed, say, um, what are some of the things that, that they could do as homework to try to get the insurance company to change their mind? Yeah, when, when we are faced with that question, I oftentimes tell people, go out and scour the internet, auto trader, eBay, Craigslist, your local, your local dealer for the specific uh, manufacturer of the vehicle that you are driving, and actually get a feel for what vehicles like yours, trim package and so forth, similar trim package and so forth and so on, are actually being listed and actually selling for, so that when you actually get an offer from the insurance company, even after you've negotiated it, you know that you can take whatever amount they're offering to pay you and walk out into the fair market, into the market and purchase the same vehicle. And we found that that when you actually get gather that data and present it to the insurance company and make that argument, it can help move the dial. Yeah, yeah, not not a lot, but you can usually push them up somewhat by doing your homework, and sometimes a lot. Um, one thing that comes up here in Texas, Josh, is that uh, it used to be true that insurance company would would tell you the amount that they're going to pay for the total loss, and then they would cut off your rental car the next day. Um, can you talk a little bit about how that's maybe changed and how some insurance companies haven't really gotten with the times? Yeah, and I think this kind of opens the, the door to a, a bigger topic, which is which insurance company is it that's actually going to be paying you for the total loss of your vehicle because you're going to have different rights and responsibility responsibilities if it's your insurance company that you're relying on to pay for the vehicle versus if, if, for example, somebody hit you and caused the crash and totaled your vehicle and you're trying to get paid from their insurance company. And I'll break that, that down here in a moment. But under the circumstance where you're trying to get paid from another person's insurance company, the law used to say that if your vehicle was in fact a total loss, then they were not legally responsible for paying you for what we say, what we call the loss use of that vehicle or the rental value of that vehicle. And they would oftentimes use that excuse to deprive people of a rental car, which deprived them of a mode of transportation. But that law changed uh, within the last decade. Um, finally, that, that particular issue was addressed by the Texas courts and, and it was found that that was unfair. So that now the law is that the other person's insurance company is legally responsible to pay you for the lost use of your vehicle or the rental value of your vehicle for some reasonable period of time following the crash, which can vary from case to case. So that's a, that's a really big win for consumers in Texas. Yeah. And this question of, of which insurance company covers the total loss, just like in a repair, repairable vehicle situation, um, sometimes misleads people because they, they have a deductible, right, on their own policy. How does that usually play out for them? So, yeah, I mean, first of all, this question is really only relevant for people who have full coverage on their vehicle. They have collision insurance on their vehicle. So if you have that type of coverage, then you have a contractual right with your own insurance company that forces them to accept responsibility for moving the ball forward for you and replacing your vehicle. If somebody else caused the crash though, you could also opt not to go through your own insurance company, but instead force the other driver's insurance company to pay for the replacement value of your vehicle. And people, people oftentimes don't really know 
which way to go down? And the, the simple answer is there's no simple answer. It's really like many things in the law, a balancing of factors and pros and cons. So if the main benefits of using your own insurance company are that you have a, con you have a contractual relationship with them. They are legally bound to do the things that the contract mandates they do. If you have rental car coverage, they are mandated to put you into a rental car per the terms of the contract. They are mandated to replace your vehicle for fair market value without really asking many questions about the nature and circumstances of the crash. So that can result in a smoother transaction of getting their vehicle replaced and getting yourself into a rental car, particularly in situations where the person who you believe caused the crash is denying or disputing responsibility. The big downside though of using your own insurance company is oftentimes you'll end up having to pay a deductible. And while you might get that back later once the insurance companies have duped it out, that can be a pretty significant out-of-pocket expense for many people who just philosophically or financially don't want that burden. So just like there are pros and cons with using your own insurance company, there are also pros and cons of trying to rely on the other person's insurance company to take care of you. You don't have a contractual relationship with the other driver's insurance company, which means technically under the law, they have no legal obligation to pay you anything until you have gone to trial and secured a judgment against their insured. Practically speaking, if the facts are really clear and their insured is accepting responsibility and falling on the sword and doing the right thing, that won't really be a problem but you really get into a sticky situation where their insured is refusing to cooperate or refusing to accept responsibility. Oftentimes, one of the main downsides of using the other driver's insurance and relying on them is they're gonna want you to give a recorded statement. And you know, we just don't like that. Uh, you, people tend to say things that come back to haunt them down the road. So that can be a big downside. And also the fact that they don't have a contractual relationship with you means that they can drag their feet and delay and that can drag on for a long long time so most of the time unless the insurance company has already accepted responsibility and things are looking good we advise our clients who have full coverage to just do the safest thing and go through their own insurance company uh, so i wanted to shift gears for a second and, and ask you about a kind of unique situation where this happens as vehicles are getting more and more expensive, uh, that the total loss threshold keeps going higher and higher. Let me explain that for a second. So an insurance company is going to pay you a total loss when the vehicle is, it costs more to repair than, than it would cost to replace it. But they also will do that when the cost of repair is 75%, roughly 70, 75%, and each insurance company has their own threshold of that, that market value. And so on, a, on an expensive vehicle, let's say it's a, you know, a, a $60,000 vehicle um, and you get a, a repair estimate of say $35,000 to repair a vehicle. Any rational person is going to say, gee, I don't think I want that vehicle back after all that, you know, who knows what kind of electronical uh, gremlins are going to be in there. Uh, what kind of uh, hidden property damage, frame damage might be causing me alignment problems down the road. I'm going to have trouble selling this thing. Um, you know, I really don't want that vehicle back. I'd rather they just total it 
and the total loss threshold might be something like forty or forty-two thousand dollars. So, Josh, how would the person, if they if they wanted to try to persuade an insurance company to total their vehicle, how would they approach that? So, if you're arguing with your insurance company about whether your vehicle is a total loss versus repairable, one tool that you can use is to tell your insurance company or the other person's insurance company, look we're going to assert a claim for the diminished value of the vehicle. We're going to go and hire an expert who's going to come and look at the vehicle uh, once it's been put back together and identify the fact that now that Carfax is going to show this car has been wrecked or any third-party inspector for a purchaser who might want to buy that vehicle is going to identify that it was significantly damaged in the past, that the market value of that vehicle is substantially lower than it would have been had the vehicle never been in a crash. And sometimes, particularly in nicer vehicles or specialty vehicles, the diminished value that follows a significant collision can be so much that it tips the scale in favor of the vehicle going from being repairable in the insurance company's eyes to a total loss in the insurance company's eyes. Yeah, that, that can be a big win for us. You know, we are personal injury lawyers. We don't technically work on property damage cases, but we view this area of the law holistically. And our, our clients, you know, we take all of their struggles and try to help them with it. So even if we're not getting paid on the, the vehicle repair side, we're definitely going to help them to make those arguments and, and sometimes make them ourselves where necessary and certainly help connect them to experts that, you know, for a few hundred dollars, can actually improve their case by thousands. I got a question for you, Aaron. Do you ever uh, have to talk to clients about whether or not they should hire a lawyer just for the property damage aspect of their claim? Yeah, all the time. I think there's an unfortunate situation in personal injury law where a lot of lawyers have been very standoffish and they, they kind of approach this like, if I can't make money, then I don't even want to take the call. Um, here at FDF Law, we have always been trying to provide a public service to people, even on cases that we can, we can only make money on the personal injury cases. That's, that's what our business is. But when people call us with property damage issues, we are uh, certainly going to sit there and talk to them. I mean, if you were at Nordstrom's and you asked for the, where the bathroom is, can you imagine someone turning to you and saying, well, our job is to sell clothes. We're not here to tell you where the bathroom is, right? So we have all this information about property damage, total losses, rental cars, Obviously, we are going to give that information to anybody who calls us. And, you know, they're, if they're not hurt and they don't have an injury claim, that's fine. Uh, maybe someday they'll know somebody who needs our services and they'll send them our way. Right. And, and you know, one of the big issues that we have and why so many lawyers will turn away people who are just looking for help on their property damage is lawyers work on a contingency fee basis. They get paid a percentage of what they're able to recover and there's just usually not a lot of room to fight about the value of a property damage. So it's really, really hard for a personal injury lawyer to add the kind of value to a property damage case that they can to a personal injury case. Unfortunately, in Texas, a person whose car has been totaled by the carelessness of someone else doesn't have the right to collect and recover their attorney's fees that they have spent trying to be made whole. So 
they don't really have a great choice about hiring a lawyer. They're either gonna have to pay out of pocket uh, an hourly fee or a retainer, or they're gonna have to hire a lawyer on a contingency fee, and they're never gonna get that money back. So it's really a zero sum game for the client, which is unfortunate. But as, as you said, Aaron, here at FDF Law, we really like to take the time to educate our clients, even if there's not an injury event, because we think that making informed decisions is the only way to not get taken advantage of. This has been another episode of Summary Judgment. I hope you found it valuable. Uh, you can also check us, check us out on Facebook or on the web at fdf.law.